0: No. Rebel Nation, it's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with your host, Gary Darby. Brown fakes left, goes right himself. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, old Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the Mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662 426 1093 Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the Powder Blue House. 62-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby.
1: Hey, gang! Welcome to another Canada Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Gordon Ford, and we're all three in the same studio. Um yeah. <laughs> first time first time this month. I know. Nobody's ill. Uh, yeah, everybody's healthy. Well some right, somewhat maybe. <laughs> yeah. We may still have some mental issues up here <laughs> in, in, in my brain, but other than that, Listen, buddy, yeah.
2: I had a stroke. I've had some mental issues, so she there you go.
1: Well, okay. I, I you know, I was trying to pick it myself. That's I wasn't try, I was trying to bring everybody down. But I I'm mentally ready to do the show. Excellent. That? Excellent. Well here's what we got going on today, coming up in the first segment. We're going to talk Ole Miss baseball a little bit. We'll get Ole Miss assistant and hitting coach, uh, the guy that stands out at third base, Mike Clement, will be on with us. He'll talk with us in the first segment in tonight's Coach's Corner. And then at the back end of the show, we'll get Jimmy Hodge back on from Sidelines.live, let him talk a little bit about OMAS football, Ole Miss basketball, and in the meantime, we have a lot of other news to go on. Plus, you can send us your texts at 662-426-1093. I see a few things already up there. Now, we do... uh, let me guess. It's what? about recruiting. Uh, yes,
3: and yes, <laughs> yes and yes,
1: <laughs> yes and yes uh, is what I see so far. Ole Miss news. We've got some we got to get to you. Brought to you by First South Farm Credit. The Ole Miss men's basketball team came up short in their uh, chance to beat number four Auburn as they lost eighty to seventy one on Saturday at the SJB Pavilion. They're nine and seven overall, one and three in the SEC. They host Mizzou tomorrow night. At 6, televised on ESPNU. You'll have the voice of the Rebels, David Kellum, starting here at 530. They
3: need that one. Injuries, Bad. boys. Injuries, 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 injuries. Yeah, but they they got to have this one against Missouri.
1: No doubt. That again, 6 o'clock tip in Oxford tomorrow. The Ole Miss women's team beat Mississippi State for the first time in eight years. That is hard for me to fathom. Chuck, I'm sure you you were tight to that women's basketball program through the Van Chancellor years and all throughout your time at the Ole Miss Spirit. I remember being as the play-by-play guy coming in and Ole Miss was 52 and 1 when I
3: first started.
1: That's 52 and 1 against Mississippi I State. I tell
3: you what though, you got you got to give Mississippi State credit when they got the dude from Texas A&M right. in there. I can't even think of his name. They Schaefer yeah, they, they got good. And they win,
1: uh, Ole Miss wins 86-71 yesterday. Shakira Austin 21-10, and 15-2 now for the Ole Miss women, 3-1 and in the SEC. They go to Texas A&M on Thursday at 7. And we're going to get into a lot of this later in the program with the recruiting and with all of that. But the offensive line today, guys, got better. And number one, you recruit Nick Broker back. <laughs> you, know, right. you get Nick back, who puts out on Twitter uh, the message that he's back to finish things. And then Mason Brooks announces he's transferring to Ole Miss from Western Kentucky, 66305. First-team Conference USA selection last year for the Hilltoppers. He's originally out of Texas. So we got good news on the offensive line. We needed some good news.
3: And I'm hearing, I don't know if this is 100% or not, but I'm hearing that Nick wants to move inside because he feels like his opportunity at the next level is going to be at guard. So that opens up. You're going to have Jeremy James at one tackle and, and Brooks at left tackle and then Nick at one of the guards. You're going to be pretty softy there, brother. I agree. I agree. And maybe, who knows, more to come
1: along the way yeah. as this whole NIL situation continues. And I'm going to let you chat about that in a moment as well. And we could have another Kiffin on staff at some point, sources uh, tonight.
3: say. Huh? He's coming in tonight. All right. Chris Kiffin. He's going to be the linebacker coach and co-defensive coordinator. And I'm glad to have Chris back. I really liked him when he was here with Hugh Freeze. He does a good, thorough job. He's a hard worker and Um, I think he's going to do his brother Lane justice.
1: Sure. Co-defensive coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. And then do that, Mm -hmm. and then uh, we'll see what happens uh, uh, with next season's defensive group that, boy, made such a, a difference in one season to the next. No question. Losing pieces off of it, adding pieces to it, and we'll talk about that. Chuck, uh, maybe later in the show we're going to get deeper into this NIL stuff, but I know last time here you mentioned yours and how to get involved. You want to do that again?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, email chuck at com, and I will either send me your uh, cell phone number, and I'll give you a call as quick as possible, uh, or – um, uh, you know, you just, just send and say, send me details, uh, but email me at Chuck at OMSpirit.com and Gary it's going really well. We're going to, between my NIL fund and the Grove collective out of Jackson, we're going to make a difference on Old Miss football. Trust me. I, I, I know it already. I can't give any details, sure. but, uh, this week, some news will be coming out that we're going to make a difference.
1: I think it's an interesting – look, we we were talking about it at the table at our little discussion before we come in, how crazy this stuff is Mm. now. It is wild watching every school. Apparently JT Daniels is going to leave Georgia now, Mm. okay? We're seeing this happening. We're seeing that happening. I know On3 is reporting J.J. Pagese from Auburn is transferring, and and it's hit the portal. Um, You're seeing major guys from major teams. Alabama wins a national championship. Next day, what, three, four, five? Yeah.
3: We got uh, one in here now. That's right. A wide receiver. Just nuts. And it's yeah. just
1: the tip of the ice. Well,
3: and, and I'm going to tell you, this is a Pandora's box that was opened that I don't think can last the present, the way it's going now. I think some kind of regulation is going to have to be put in there oh, eventually. Most definitely. But right, right now, it's a darn free-for-all.
1: We're going to talk Wild baseball West, it, when we come back. Baseball on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline coming your way next.
4: When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. Chevrolet, Find new roads.
1: What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance
0: or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land
1: since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com, equal housing lenders.
0: you know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by
1: Cannon Motors. Still to go on tonight's show, your text messages from six six two We'll look at injuries and in which basketball is having to go through a lot of those right now. The recruiting update, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We have Jimmy Hodge coming on. Talking with us about Ole Miss sports as well at six thirty. But now, and for me, every day is a good day to talk baseball. We've got assistant baseball coach and hitting coach Mike Clement online with us. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing?
5: I'm doing awesome, man. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, excited. Uh you know, a little, little snow on the ground, so it's uh, clearly, it's baseball season, right? Absolutely
1: right, yes, no doubt, and and I, look, you know, I've been around that uh, facility as well, I know Coach B doesn't want to hear it, but it is the coldest place in Oxford, Mississippi, regardless uh, of, of of what people, boy, I'm telling you, I've had some cold times there. Tell,
3: Down in that valley? Yes, yeah, right. absolutely.
1: Tell us about that magic sharpie that we've, uh, that, that you said you have, and, and, and nine guys that you've put in a lineup, I know that's got to be difficult, you've got a lot to choose from uh one through nine and then trying to figure out obviously that dh spot but you know you 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 have you've given that lineup as pretty loaded it looks like
5: yeah i think so uh if those guys can overcome the coaching i think we got a chance to be all right offensively (laughs) uh and uh and fortunately for me i don't have the magic sharpie that's what that's what mike gets paid the big bucks for but my job is to 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 have them ready to roll but yeah, in, in in honesty and, and joking aside um, we're going to be offensive. And, and I, and I think as a coach, sometimes your default is the temper expectations and all of that, but it's a, it's a unique preseason in that the guys who are going to be in our lineup or that we feel like are going to be in our lineup are guys that have had success. I mean, they they've, they've produced on the field. It's not the potential. It's not those kinds of things. So, we're excited. We're, it's going to be a really tough lineup to get through, and um, we're going to give some people some some real problems like we have the last couple of years. And we got a lot of experience, a lot of at bats underneath our belt.
3: Coach, uh, briefly, I, I know as the as the hitting coach, you you kind of broke down what everybody had to improve on in the off season and in fall ball. Yeah. Uh, just briefly, let's go down some of the players and tell me what you worked on, you know, to make them better hitters. Uh, if you don't mind, what did what did Peyton Chatney have to have to improve on?
5: Yeah, the big thing with he and, and I'll knock another guy out that kind of fits into his category is TJ McCants and those two guys. As we got back from Arizona in the in the Super Regional last year, as I sat down and watched video and try to do the normal hitting coach thing, um, the thing that stood out about those two guys and and you asked about Chatenet was that the 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 strikeouts to walks were. We're, we're too much swayed in the strikeout part of it, and you and you guys have known. I've I've been on a ton, and uh, you guys know that the strikeouts don't bother me as much. But you got to you either you got to be one of two guys. Like Tim Elko is going to swing and miss a little bit, but he's going to hit a lot of balls out of the yard, and so w- we can we can live with some swing and miss. But if you're not going to hit a ton of balls out of the yard, we need you to get on base for the guys who are going to hit the ball out of the yard. So both. Both McCants and Chatney, while they're a little bit different, I think McCants had the upside to hit a lot of home runs. Um, we need those guys to get on base. And so Chatagnier is a top-of-the-order type guy. And so the challenge to him this fall was to make those walks and strikeouts a little closer to one-to-one and you know be a ta- be more of a table setter for us. And it's not that he can't hit balls out of the yard, but that's not what we're asking him to, to do necessarily. He's going to do that on his own. Um, and, and he was really good. He was one-to-one this fall. And, and did a really nice job of that. Uh, the m- McCants, since we're since I'm talking about him, he was a little more than one to one, struck out a little more, but he he also tied tied for the lead in home runs this fall. So um, he's showing a little more power. Chatigny showing a little better approach. So um, I'm excited about those guys.
3: That wasn't brief, Coach. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> kidding I'm kidding with you. I'm kidding with uh, you. Jacob Gonzalez.
5: Uh, try to stay out of his way um he's uh you know i think kevin graham probably doesn't get enough love but you know the scary thing about our lineup is i i feel like we have two two of the five best hitters in the in the southeastern conference in in gonzalez and graham and um i just wow uh i I feel like gonzalez is a superstar as it is and you know by one publication or maybe two he was the the national freshman of the year last year and he's just he, he he's very poised he's unfazed and um he's just he's just so good he's he's gonna he's gonna make a ton of money in the draft fortunately we get him for another year after this one and um we're just we're we're fortunate to have him and i and i i jokingly said stay out of his way but but i'm but i'm serious he's he's really good and we go through some drills that hope hopefully make him better but um man just plug plug him into the middle of the order that's that's what we need to work on with him
3: all right so uh Kemp Alderman is an intriguing guy a guy that's got a lot of power. Uh, but just couldn't seem to put it together last year of course he didn't have a he had limited opportunities but where you see his progress
5: yeah he he had a great fall he went off and had a really good summer and really part of the development for Kemp was just to get at bats we weren't able to provide him a ton of at bats he had a poor fall his freshman year and then we got him and obviously had the big hit against home run against uh, lSU to walk him off at some point last year um, but but he's just a, a much better baseball player. It was mostly approach based with him. He's got as much power um, right-handed as anyone I've ever coached. It's just about making that power usable in a game and, and he's starting to figure that out and, and not swing and miss so much and um, man I, he, he had a great ball and he has earned a lot of at bats whether that be him running out to a corner outfield spot or Dh he's definitely in the mix there and um, you know you're, you're gonna to see a lot more bats out of him this spring.
3: How about your two Haydens, Leatherwood and Dunhurst, where they have to improve at the plate?
5: Yeah, I think I think they're 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 two different different guys. Um I'll start with Leatherwood. um for him, it's it's really approach also. like he's an old guy who's got a lot of college of bats under his belt um and and he just needs to stay can continue to stay locked in you know he's he's the guy who's a little more streaky we were fortunate last year he got really hot when elko went down and so he kind of carried us but then he kind of fell off towards the end of the year and um had a had a little bit too much swing and miss and i think you know potentially you know he may fit in that dh role too depending on how we how we line up offensively but but certainly play in the outfield now um, Dunhurst, on the other hand, I think has a has a chance to be really special. He dealt with a thumb injury a lot of the a lot of the year last year, and I think that um, somewhat played into his numbers. He didn't have a bad year; he hit you know almost three hundred and hit seven home runs, and so it was a good offensive year, just not great. But I think him being one hundred percent healthy um, had had offseason surgery on his thumb. Um, he's got a chance to have a really special year and be a really high draft. Obviously, his defense is off the charts.
3: We know Elko's going to be the captain for the third year in a row probably and a uh, really good player. But uh, all the football fans, you know, we've been asking you for two years about Plumley and Ely. They're both gone. But what about Tywon Malone?
5: Yeah, Ty, Ty's been with us, you know, basically since the Sugar Bowl. And um, he was over in spurts just like Ely and Plumley from years past uh, in the fall. Uh, he's a little different <laughs> he's cut out a little bit different than uh, than those other two guys <laughs> he's he's enormous he's almost 300 pounds and um obviously a defensive lineman over over in football in the fall and um it's amazing how athletic he is he is cut out of Kemp Alderman's mold meaning just big time big time right-handed power um first base prospect and it's really um how quickly can he get acclimated how does he react when when he starts seeing live pitching for the first time in Eight months or since he had had a high school at bat, um, and so it's really kind of a a little bit of a wait and see with him. Um, we we've, we've started into skill instruction, the powers for real, um, but it's just a matter of you know how quickly can he get acclimated to college baseball game as far as speed of the game goes.
1: Gary Darby, back with you one more time, coach. Final question, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go. Um, and I was lucky enough, by the way, uh, David Kellum had to leave to go to the spring football game at that it was a great game. call. It was a great call. You know, I got to do an inning and a half, Chuck, and I got to do the LSU uh, walk-off. Oh, wow. Uh, When they were down 9-1, to Kellum goes, I'm going to take the golf cart over to the football stadium. You finish this inning. I'm like, okay. And it's like (laughs) lovely,
3: lovely for me. Maybe we need to leave Kellum over to football (laughs) field. That's
5: right. Gary, let me interrupt you. Number one, we need to put Kellum on that stinking golf cart more often. Number two, And, and number two, you, uh, you you did not do very much, but uh, you're on every highlight film we have that we show recruits. Uh, it was, Good. <laughs> uh, you, you wouldn't say this out loud, I'm sure. It was an awesome call. Awesome well, thank call.
1: you very much. Thank you. And the McCants before that too was 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 really uh, fun to be around. One the, the the final guy that we you know that that p- people need to know about, Coach, I guess, is Reagan uh, Burford and and a guy that you're going to be able to get in that lineup, put at the uh, third base spot and then give you some uh, some fle- flexibility. we got about 30 seconds, Coach, if you can.
5: Yeah, quickly. Burf started with us last year and left at semester and went to junior college. It was a great thing for him. He got to play every day in junior college. And he came in this fall, and we challenged him to play third base. What we'd really like is for Justin Bench to be a little more versatile defensively, be able to play all over the field. And uh, I think Burf earned, um, earned the right to, to, to play third base. Now, we'll see. You know, he's the one guy that – um He's the one guy that hasn't proven himself that that, that we're talking about. So he's going to have to go out there and prove it. But but he obviously did a great job in the fall, and uh, he's got he's got a real shot to to be an everyday guy for us.
1: Coach, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again now down the road. Y'all, you,
2: appreciate you. Thanks, coach.
1: Thank you. All right, my friends, we're back with more of the program right after this.
6: miss.
0: Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline presented by Canon Motors coming up next.
1: Back to the program. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with you. Time for some text messages. By the way, the coach's corner was brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929. 54 locations that are across six states. Gateway Tire. They go to distance for you. We thank, uh, coach, for being on with us, chatting some baseball. Not enough time to get the a lot of the questions and things in. We'll try and get him on when the season gets a little bit closer, which isn't that far away. And Chuck, that is the coldest place in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, no question down uh, in that valley. Yes, There's no question. You been in, it. Gordon? You been to any cold baseball games there? Oh yeah. I several frozen times there. <laughs> um, now it's time for our text messages brought to you by Canon Cleary McGraw. Then we'll get to the Rebel Injury Report. If you have anything, go ahead and shoot us a text. We'll we'll get to it because, uh, and here's the number, 662-426-1093. So far, every text surrounds Caden Costa's appeal. And if he is out next season, uh, wouldn't Ole Miss have to sign a kicker? So where in, in your knowledge, Chuck, do we stand there?
3: still waiting you know for his appeal to be heard by the NCAA you know everybody knows that if you're uh accused or whatever suspended for taking performance enhancing drugs then uh it's a year suspension and he was what was he suspended right before the Mississippi right before the state. state game yes so he would miss a lot of games next year if he doesn't get the appeal as far as I have not heard a thing about signing a kicker but uh, I, I think they're waiting until the appeal goes through and, and see how that, because I think they feel very optimistic that the appeal is going is going to go in his favor uh, because he, he inadvertently took something that really, I don't even know if he should be on the list of performance-enhancing drugs, so to speak. Here's the thing that, that
1: I get. Like, we've got all these transfers We've got basketball going on. We just talked some baseball, and we're concerned about no, – no no offense. I'm not talking bad about the, the, oh, the listeners here. We're worried about a kicker. Well, he's important. Absolutely. I you think we've we watched that, right? Yeah. I think yeah. we've watched that a lot. Yeah. And know the importance of what, you know, that guy on the special teams meant to that yeah. football
3: team. Absolutely. Caden is a, is a hell of a freshman and, you know, was only going to get better.
1: The text message is again brought to you by Canon Cleary McGraw, CCMOxford.com for homes as well as lots, lands, and condos for sale in
3: Oxford. To to continue a little bit, if I had if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would bet that he's gonna be eligible next year.
1: Let's hope the NCAA I hope you're right. comes through with the right thing on appeal saying we hope the NCAA does the right oh, thing. Oh, all- Excuse me. I'm sorry.
3: I take that back. Jeez.
1: <laughs> all right. Now it's time for our injury report. They're brought to you by Oxford Orthopedics
3: and Sports Medicine. Chuck? Well, obviously we knew that Robert Allen on the men's basketball team has season-ending knee injury against Memphis, which has been a big blow. Jarkel Joyner is out four to six weeks with a back procedure. been another big blow. And now Kermit Davis is saying it looks like Austin Crowley was going to miss some time due to an ankle injury during the Auburn matchup. This team just gets thinner and thinner and thinner, and I mean I just don't know. It's it's that's bleak. That's a bleak outlook when you don't have enough depth to compete with some of these SEC teams. I mean we had another double digit lead against arguably the best team in the country and just ran out of gas i think that was totally it watching that basketball game you could see it at the end of the first half yeah because ruffin
2: could not be substituted for and crowley even though he's not that great a player i mean he you know gives you some good minutes i mean he can handle the ball and losing him really hurt him i think you know you're right the depth got him chuck
3: and it's going to continue to get him if Darkell doesn't get back pretty quick, and, and Crawley doesn't get back pretty quick.
1: But Gordon, as coaches said, I mean, the, the injuries are what they are. You got to move on. You got to find guys. You got to play. They well, got to find those minutes.
3: Well, he's got to say that. Sure, but the reality of it is, <clears throat> the guys that are available aren't ready. I mean, that, not for an SEC play. It's just, and it's a it's a sad situation because this team could have been pretty good. I think.
2: You're right. And, you know, they don't have the depth. I mean, maybe they play this James White, but he hasn't really played any of these freshmen with the exception with the exception of Ruffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hadn't played Eric Van Deer. He hadn't played hardly James White any or Grant Slayton. So, you know, maybe those guys can get some minutes. And well, he's probably going to have
3: to play them. But yeah. whether or not they can compete in SEC yet, who knows?
2: Well, I guess
3: you got to find out. Got to find out. Well, and it'll just be
1: you know Fagan, Rodriguez, and They've got to step the game up, right? Breakfield, those guys have just got to step it up and and play at a at a different level. They're going to have to fight for Ole Miss to win games. No, that, and lane.
3: and they and they will. But is that st- even still enough, Gary? Because right. that I mean, sooner or later, you can't play forty minutes. No, just can't do it. Not at the pace that these kids play with now, up and down the feet, the court, and the demands of defense and. I mean, the motion offenses, it's it's just, they can't last.
2: I mean, what are they down to, Chuck, about a seven-man rotation? Uh, if that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say six. And they played Sammy Hunter some. I mean, yeah. you know, I'd say he was the eighth or ninth man, and, you know, you're going to have to play him a little bit, so there you go.
3: And he's, you know, he, he has not developed the way I had hoped he would, but, uh I mean, 610 or 611, whatever he is, he, he's got to come on, man. He's got to come on.
1: And then they play Mizzou Tuesday at State Saturday with a makeup against Florida next Monday. So mm-hmm. we will not have a Rebel Yell hotline next week because Ole Miss Florida, originally scheduled for December the 29th, will tip off at 6 in Oxford. And then it's Wednesday. So, I mean, coming up, you, you do get from Tuesday to Saturday to kind of recoup your legs a little bit. But then it's Saturday, Monday,
3: Wednesday, hey, and don't think the Bulldogs aren't going to have their fangs out, right? After Ooh, sure. after after the stomping we put on them over here, and they've been playing much better
1: since then. To yeah. be. Just got to win over Alabama. Yeah, but if fact. his
2: rotation, you're right, Chuck. They're down to seven players yeah. that they that they have in that rotation. So somebody's got to got to play. Got to
3: play. Got to step up. Yeah, look You got any eligibility?
2: No,
3: I don't either. <laughs>
1: looking at uh, the box score from the game against Auburn. There were six guys that played 25 minutes or more. Six. Brooks, Murrell, Brakefield, Ruffin, Rodriguez, and Fagan. Mm-hmm. Of course, Crowley got hurt, and Sammy Hunter played seven
3: minutes. And we're not, and bless his heart, we're not getting much out of Rodriguez right now. He's got to come on, too. Right. That's, you know. that's that, No, no doubt. He's not playing as, up to his potential, and he's got a way more talent than he's showing right now.
2: He needs to be more aggressive offensively. I I agree with you on that, Chuck.
3: All right, we're halfway done
1: with today's version of the Canna Motors of Mississippi Railway Yell Hotline. Jimmy Hodge on the other side with us with our game day outlook. It's next.
6: Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care, Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Hotty toddy, gosh mighty! hello folks. Sleepy Steve's here with Sleepy Steve's Wholesale Furniture and Mattresses. We're a large supplier of mattresses and furniture. Come see us for all your furniture needs. 1218 Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, 711B, West Park Avenue. Go Rebels, and remember, it ain't easy being sleepy. It ain't easy being sleepy.
0: Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon
5: Motors.
1: True statement. We're talking about everything tonight, Ole Miss Athletics Wise, Gary Darby. Chuck Rounds and Gordon Ford in the studio with you and on the phone back with us in our game day outlook brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars is our friend Jimmy Hodge. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing well. Good to have you back with us. And I'm going to start and then uh, I'll toss Chuck, and he's going to come at you with some football stuff, and then we'll let Gordon get with you on some basketball around Ole Miss. But as you're looking nationally at what's going on, and, and we'll get more specific with Ole Miss and these other questions, and the transfer portal and where it is, uh, and you following it, wh- what is it like, and in, in my goodness, is, is how hard is it to sometimes cover?
7: Well, it's just a sign of the times right now. It, it, it's just become uh, the new normal. Uh, and, and I think the big reason for uh, portal – was really in response to the fact that for decades coaches could go to another school, accept another job uh, at their leisure without having to suffer any consequences. And as a result of that uh, over the decades, you had many players that had come to that school to play for that coach or, of his staff who had uh, spent so much time recruiting them and then when that coach left you know these players all of a sudden were stuck holding the bag they had nowhere to go or if they wanted to transfer somewhere they would have to sit out a year but what was the worst thing about it was the players had done everything right they worked as hard as they could to get better to uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, when a coach left or a coaching staff left, the new coaching staff might have offensive and defensive schemes that, n- that did not fit the talents of the players uh, who were already here. And then all of a sudden, these players are they're, they're out of luck. So uh, uh, now that that has uh, kind of been uh, fixed in a way, so that players that find themselves in a situation that they didn't anticipate, they now have the opportunity to go to another school on a one-time basis without losing eligibility. So, you know, I I, I mean, every school is dealing with this now. And uh, on top of that, the coaching staffs are trying to, uh, mix in the number of high school prospects they're going to bring into the program and try to fit it into to one cohesive unit. So that's what's really made it hard. But as far as following it goes, uh, I think a lot of uh, people that, that cover this find it kind of uh, challenging. I mean, it, uh, it, it makes you pay attention to – all the different schools, especially in a power conference like the SEC, where uh, you're, you're having a lot of players coming and going just because of the circumstances I just mentioned.
3: Jimmy, I, th- I think it's uh, fair for the players to be able to transfer. I have no problem with that with that rule for the reasons exact reasons you said. And I believe they should get a, a piece of the pie, of the huge financial pie that's out there, But right now, it's the Wild West show. There's got to be some kind of regulations coming on on this money thing because it's it's gotten out of hand.
7: Yeah, I think it will, but not for uh, the foreseeable future. Although uh, last uh, Sunday, a week ago Sunday, in their uh, final press conference before the national championship game, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart specifically mentioned. They didn't call it by name, but, but they addressed NIL. And they were the first two coaches that I'm aware of, of that stature, who have publicly uh, 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 made their concern known, even though the Power Five schools are, are going to be the ones that are going to uh, benefit the most from it, but, but they both uh, declare their concern that uh, if a committee isn't formed uh, of former administrators, former coaches, uh, uh, that the, the gap between the haves and the have-nots Uh, in college football is only going to grow. So I think that was kind of a wake-up call, and I think uh, uh, the powers that be in the major conferences are going to start to look at it. But as of right now, uh, there's nothing in the works. If you'll remember in September, uh, the NCAA made a public statement to the college athletics world that as of right now, They are out of the enforcement business because they simply don't have the numbers uh, to track all of this down. So uh, uh, it it is the wild, wild west right now. They did say that they planned on having a constitutional convention not long after the American Football Coaches Association convention, which uh, concluded last week, in which they would – uh, at, at least give a further update on what uh, their duties were going to be, but I, I they have let it be known they are no longer going to be uh, a, a factor in enforcing rules at the Division one level. Now, maybe they'll continue to be the enforcement police in Division two and Division three, but with Division one, the only way it's going to happen is for committees in these power conferences to get together and and, and put the, uh, together a plan on how at least they're going to attempt to address this. But right now, you can do anything.
3: Wow, Jimmy, what what do you know about um, Ole Miss's recruiting right now? I saw we got a Ole Miss got a commitment from a Mason Brooks, a first team All Conference USA. Uh, left tackle, 6'6", 310 pounds. Um, you know much about him?
7: Not a whole lot. The one guy that has everybody's attention, of course, is TCU uh, 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 transfer Zach Evans, who uh, yep. was highly sought after uh, during his uh, you know high school career, and he played very well uh, for TCU. Uh um, under Gary Patterson, and then when Patterson was ousted in the middle of uh, uh, this past season, then uh, clearly he was an obvious candidate for the transfer portal. But uh, uh, I, I think, again, these coaching staffs just they, they don't have their final plan uh, in place because with the transfer portal – it has become such a dominant part of what we would call a realistic recruiting class because now coaches have the luxury of being able to add experienced players at the Division One level who have proved that they can help your program. In other words, a lot of players who at the high school level were overlooked and yet those guys played at the last year or two or even three at the Division One level at either uh, uh, lower tier or middle tier uh, Power Five conference schools, but then others had great success at the Group of Five uh, conference level. And then you even had uh, 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 F. CS players who uh, this year uh, joined Division one and power Conference programs and had great success so so where I'm getting at here is that these SEC coaching staffs a lot of them are really starting to uh, uh, add a bunch more of these uh, portal players because they have tape on them they already have proven that they're very good players at the Division One level, whereas high school prospects, they haven't played it down at this level. It's just conjecture
2: on if they're going to
7: be able to help a Power 5 program right away or if it might take them a couple of years. So uh, it, it, it's just hard to evaluate A recruiting class right now because again uh, these power five coaching staffs are going to have until literally the first of August to be able to add these type of players to their roster and uh, any of these guys that are uh, available and still showing interest I think in a lot of cases they're going to get the first priority because they they can help a team right away as opposed to uh, uh some of these uh, highly regarded high school prospects and uh, you know hey, jimmy had told me that he it wouldn't be a surprise to him if old miss and their recruiting class went with as many as 10 uh, to 12 uh, transfer portal guys
2: hey jimmy uh we've got a short amount of time left and we're going to talk a little basketball here real quick so we can get it in. You've seen Ole Miss play and they've been getting hit with injuries. You know, they've lost a lot of guys, they've got some young players that's helping. Now, sheer Brooks has come in and, you know, played better than he's ever played anywhere. What do you think about what they're doing in the league and, you know, with some key injuries, of course, they have um, Austin Crowley got hurt the other day, hurt his ankle. Tell me about what you think the Rebels can do. Can they get to 500? Uh, Just expand a little bit on that.
7: It's going to be a real struggle, Gordon, because when you lose your uh, leading scorer, what's he been out now, three weeks, two to three weeks? Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, probably another three weeks you lose your – uh, a leading rebounder for the season. You lose a very valuable backup uh, point guard Saturday who is playing very well. It's going to be a real struggle for the Rebels because they play in a brutal division. Uh, I mean, I, can, can you name me a, a, a program in the West in which it's an automatic win for anybody?
2: No, I really can't. But, you know, you look at some uh, of these yeah. Eastern teams, I think they've got a shot with Missouri, Florida. I think Arkansas right. is not as good. You know, Kansas State's coming in there. For whatever reason, they always lose to them, but they're playing Kansas State at home in that Big 12 challenge. I still see that, you know, it's possible to get to, to get to 500. They're at Georgia, who's not very good. So, you know, and, of course, they got Kentucky, and they finish up with Vanderbilt at home. So I mean I think they've got a shot to to possibly get there.
7: Well, Gordon, Ole Miss can absolutely not have another injury. I mean none. And and what this is the SEC season has showed me so far about Ole Miss is they've got very good quality players, but Kermit's going to have to build depth because when this type of injury uh, situation occurs, man, it really puts you behind the eight ball. And a lot of fans go, well, you know, you don't want to recruit too many talented players because it can cause chemistry problems. You've only got one ball. Uh, But I, I tell you, I think you've got to have between eight and 10 precisely for this predicament Ole Miss is in. You know, if players get hurt then you feel good about the caliber player you have, uh, you know, to replace uh, a, a talented player. And I think that's Kermit's mission going forward, uh, starting with this uh, uh, next recruiting class. Is just get as many high caliber players as you can, and, and get them to. Uh, be able to blend into your system and of course you have to evaluate them to make make sure that everybody knows that the team is the most important uh, uh part of this uh mission and then at that point in time old miss is going to be a lot better equipped to have a chance to win every game but their depth uh a disadvantage right now, it, it, it really hurts them. But, but the way they've been playing, they have a chance to beat anybody. But, again, they absolutely can ha- not have any more injuries.
1: Jimmy, before I let you go, could you tell the people the ways to uh, listen to the podcast and catch up with you?
7: Well, sure. Rob Brown and I have uh, have this uh, daily uh, podcast um, every morning. It's uh, www.sidelines.com. Dot live,
4: We're on every
7: morning uh, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Saturday. We focus primarily on the uh, SEC, but we also do, uh, you know, we have guests that cover uh, programs uh, like Clemson. And uh, we, we have great national guests, uh, Rick Neuheisel, uh, Tony Barnhart. We have a Lawrence Smith, who I call the uh, Elvis Presley of Georgia Bulldog Athletics. Uh, he's been there from the late 50s when he was captain of the track team, was very close friends with Fran Tarkinen and Pat Dye when they, they played on those Georgia teams. And uh, we, uh, Wes Moore at uh, you know, Arkansas, Jimmy Ott LSU, Olin Buchanan at Texas A&M. So we have a lot of very talented individuals that follow all these different programs in the SEC. If you want to know about the opponents that Ole Miss is is going against, uh, we have the guys that come on uh, every day that can can uh, fill you in on it.
1: All right, Jimmy. Thanks for being with us again, buddy.
7: Okay, you bet.
1: Game Day Outlook brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars... Your contact for serious injuries for over thirty years, as Jimmy said, sidelines.live. He co-hosts the sidelines podcast Monday through Saturday, eight to ten
3: Central Standard Time. Made some great points about nil. I, I thought, uh, and and what's most disturbing to me is that the people that are going to suffer is the high school kids. I, I you're, you're going to see less and less. Power five teams take chances on high school talent when they can wait on the transfer portal.
1: I had, you know, a conversation as as a summer and fall baseball coach with a parent that was difficult to have because the current senior is getting no looks right now from anything. Like, this filters on down, right? Mm -hmm. This goes on down from four-year schools to two-year schools to whatever. And so now the current seniors over these past two to three years – a, because of COVID, now because of NIL, they're the ones that are getting hurt. Yeah, uh, Those that were marginal that might get some kind of offer may not be able to get it anymore. No,
3: transfer portal is going to hurt, hurt the high school players. It is.
1: Absolutely. All right, we'll come back with Red and Blue Chips Recruiting. We'll also do Good, Bad, and Ugly and finish up the show next.
0: largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next.
5: Please take me
6: back home to Since
5: 1976,
1: Go Orthodontics has been offering friendly, affordable quality smiles for the children, the teens, the adults, the seniors in Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville. Go Orthodontics. Find them near you. They bring... The red and blue chips recruiting
3: segment. Yeah, I mean it's it's time, Pidnet. Gary. Uh the uh the Rebels got a big high school commitment. We were just talking about that, but it's a twenty twenty-four from middle linebacker Jordan Lockhart earlier this week, and um he's he's real. He's a four star guy, and that's that's a big commitment. But it's two years away, obviously. And then today got a uh commitment from transfer portal guy, Western Kentucky offensive tackle Mason Brooks that we talked about earlier, committed to Ole Miss over Auburn, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. A lot of people thought he didn't end up at Auburn after his official there last week, but the Rebels came out on top. He's 6'6", 310-pound left tackle. He started 42 games for Western Kentucky and earned first-team all-conference the last two seasons. He's rated the number three offensive lineman in the Porter portal. Uh, and as we said earlier, we'll allow Nick Broker to slide to guard and Caleb Warren maybe to center. Um, the big news over the weekend, obviously was a pair of USC transfers that took official visits to Ole Miss over the weekend, rising sophomores quarterback Jackson Dart and tight end Michael Trigg. They arrived on Saturday and left Monday morning. Uh, it appears like it's down to Ole Miss in Oklahoma. And my sources say that Ole Miss feels real good, that uh, they don't know if it's going to happen or not, but they feel like we've done all we can do, and we're in a great position, uh, particularly with, with Trigg. But now Dart uh, is is serious about Oklahoma, but Oklahoma signed uh, the kid out of Central Florida that Levy wanted, and Levy's out at Oklahoma's offensive coordinator now. So it makes sense for Dart to come and here. a
2: four-star quarterback.
3: And I understand that, uh, you know, uh, money's not going to be a concern because the kid's got a traveling nil. Um, there we go again. <laughs> yeah,
2: traveling yeah. yeah. nil. Traveling. We well. never <laughs> heard about that, man. Chuck, I have to explain that to us. <laughs>
3: That's a national company that wherever a kid goes, the oh, national okay. company's going to go with them.
2: I learned something new today.
3: Yeah, um, it, like Arch Manning's going to have traveling nils. So <laughs> sure. I mean Nike. Under Armour, Chevrolet, Rolex, those kind of people are going to go after these kind of kids. Uh, J.J. Pegues, the uh, Oxford kid that uh, went to Auburn, is rumored to be, well, he's, he's in the transfer portal. Uh, he's He played uh, defensive line for Auburn after starting out as a tight end. He's 308 pounds and really played well when he did move over there. Alabama wide receiver Javon Baker arrived for an official visit today, uh, took an official visit to Florida over the weekend, and he's now on the Ole Miss campus. Uh, we need another wide receiver. We've already gotten uh, Jordan Watkins from Louisville, but uh, they want one more transfer wide receiver, and uh, that's between the Wyoming wide receiver Isaiah Nayar Uh who's committed to Tennessee, but Ole Miss is still working on him, and uh, and Baker. So they'll try to get one of those guys.
1: All right, before we go, we will do the good, the bad, and the ugly that's sponsored by the Big Delta Power Sports of Friends in
3: Batesville. Give us some good, bad, and ugly. Now This is going to be short. <laughs> the good, the transfer portal looks good. Uh, the Rebels have gotten – Safety, Ashim Young, that they think is going to take uh, Jake Springer's place. Linebacker, Troy Brown, they think is going to take uh, uh, Chance Caldwell's place. Wide receiver, uh, Watkins, Jordan Watkins, that I talked about just a second ago. Uh, Mason Brooks, who should be able to move right in and, and let Broker move inside. Zach Evans, who should replace Snoop and Jerry and Ely. They're after another running back, obviously. Um but but that's the NIL money is going well for uh, this, the uh, fund down in Jackson called the Grove Collective is, is collecting a lot of money. My fund, Spirit LLC, is collecting a lot of money. We're going to be able to do some damage. The bad, well, we talked about it earlier. No depth on the Hoops team. Joiner, Allen, Crowley out. Uh, it's just... It's, it, that's that's just not good. I'm sorry. This team needed all hands on deck to play in this league. And uh, without it, I, you know, good luck to them. I, I just, not a lot of confidence at this point based on that. Uh, I don't have really have any ugly tonight except my face. Oh, now.
1: <laughs> now, now. If you joined the, the show at any point, may have missed some of the earlier stuff. Uh, the replay will be up on the Spirit uh, coming up at some point later on. You know where they are on three and go to the Ole Miss Spirit and you can listen to the entire thing at your leisure in case you missed some of it. Uh, I will remind you again that next week uh, we will not have a Rebel Yell hotline. The Ole Miss basketball team is making up uh, the game with Florida. Remember last week we were talking with uh, uh, Coach Kermit and he was telling us he thought that was going to be on a Monday and here we are, we'll have a Monday night 6 o'clock game. Uh, so for the Rebels, they'll they'll play Tuesday, get a break to Saturday, and then go Monday, Wednesday, Saturday of
3: next week. Wow. Lace them up tight, boys. Yeah, <laughs> lace them up tight. <laughs> hey, don't be going out on the town. You yeah. need to get some rest. That's right.
1: Lace <laughs> them up tight. Well, it's good to be back in here uh, and do this. We'll take uh, the week again and then come back on the 31st. That's right. We have five Mondays in the month of January. We always need five Mondays in a month. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you know? Good to see you, Gordon. Good to see you, man. You feeling okay?
2: Yeah, I've been a little puny, but I'm rallied. I'm with you. I, uh, did... How about you, Chuck?
3: I can't believe those jeans are just falling off of you. I
2: know. I'm 181 pounds, <laughs> yeah. man. I never you thought I'd to... see that day. I think...
1: 181 at how tall?
2: Uh, about 6'3 on a good day. See, I, I, th-
3: I think you've probably had to pull your belt up about four notches
2: uh i've had to get new belts new and belts get, unfortunately
3: <laughs> oh,
1: you're unfortunately yet. you're 6'3 at that weight i'm not 6'3 <laughs> and i'm not far off at of that weight
3: <laughs> i'm not 6'3 and i'm a lot more than that weight
1: <laughs> you know food food has been good uh over over the uh, holidays uh for me all right guys Having some fun with you as we finish it up. We'll take the week off. We'll come back January 31st. Good job, Rhino. Chuck Gordon, I'm Gary. Until January 31st at 6. So long.